Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. alive and his spirit lives on the inside of us. He has come to bring us a life. The first life is to bring us salvation. That's why he came. That's why we celebrate him coming to the earth. We know that he wasn't born on the 25th of December. As a matter of fact, historians say that Jesus Christ was probably born in the springtime. We understand that. But we commemorate the birth of our Lord and Savior. Because without his birth, I think Elder Stowe said this last week, without his birth, there would be no death, there would be no resurrection, and we would have no life. So we commemorate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's okay to do so. He is the living word. Yeah, he is. You are the living word. Let's say it one more time together. You are the living word. Everybody say, you are the living word. Yeah. Everybody say, you are the living word. Do you believe it? You are the living word. Do you believe it? You are the living word. Yeah. You are the living word. Yeah. You are the living word. Oh, come on and put your hands together for Jesus today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name today. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. I praise and I thank God for every opportunity. He allows me to share the word. And it, it's not always here, right here either. I thank God for every opportunity to share words of comfort and exhortation to everyone I meet, no matter where I am. To children, when they come over to my house unexpectedly. 
in their PJs and backpacks, ready to spend the night. That's an opportunity for me to tell them about the living word. When I'm in the grocery store, I have the opportunity with my smile or engaging people to let them know that Jesus is Lord. We have so many opportunities outside of the pulpit to give people a hope. And that hope is who? Yeah, you said it. I know we always say this, but I'm really going to try to do this today, not be before you long. <laughs> I looked over at Kenton after they finished the first song. I said, man, y'all moving too fast for me. But um, I thank you and I praise God. We're going to go on and get into the word here. And uh, the subject today, and I want to read a couple of verses that we read earlier. And I'm going to start right here after Gabriel told Mary what was going to happen. And she didn't question it. She didn't say, how is this going to happen to me in the sense of, you know, I need some proof that this is going to happen. She was concerned, well, how will this be? Because I am a virgin. And then the angel told her how it was going to be. She didn't question it. She did not question it. She accepted her fate. And then the angel went on to tell her that the holy child inside of her will be called the son of God because he comes from the very seed of God. And then he goes on and tells her this, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. And 37 says this, for no word, no word that comes from God will ever fail. No word that comes from God will ever fail. I want you to say that to yourself. Don't even turn to a neighbor today. Say it to yourself. No word that comes from God. And I want you to put emphasis on the word ever. Will ever fail. Now, if you remember the whole sentence, say it to yourself. For no word that comes from God. Let me hear you put emphasis on that again. Special last two words. For no word that comes from God. Amen. 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 So the topic today is the impossible has come. Father, we thank you, God, for your word today again. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, how you are dusting off our faith, and how you're causing our faith to be increased so as we go into 23, we can move according to your word in a more productive way. Father, be glorified and magnified on today. In Jesus' name we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen and amen. Ooh, one thing I don't like doing, family, is standing up here. 
But we're going to get through it together, amen? If you're not already seated, have a seat. The impossible has come. The impossible has come. The possible has come. Everything now is possible because Jesus Christ has come. Amen? Amen. This is the season. Let me turn this down just a little bit in my ear because I know I'm probably yelling in the mic because this little man in my ear is talking loud. Let's turn him down. Yes. So this is what we call the Advent season, right? This is the time when we celebrate or commemorate, like I said earlier, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And also for us as believers, we not only commemorate the birth of our Lord and Jesus Christ, but we also, in, in reflection, but we are also looking forward to what? His second coming, right? We're all looking forward to his second coming, but we thank and we praise God that we have the opportunity during this season to remember and reflect on to what lengths or at what lengths Jesus or God went to bring us back to himself. You ever sat down and just thought about it? You know, I, I know the commercialism Steve, of Christmas sometimes clouds our thinking or our thought process of this time of the year, of the season. And I don't, you know, I'm not against the season and all of the things that it brings. I think it's beautiful. You come to my house right now, my house is decorated. We have Christmas trees up, we have stockings, we have the mantle decorated, the staircases decorated, we, we have everything decorated inside and out. I love the feeling of the season. And like Elder Stowe said last week, it does something to us. It makes us want to do something for other people. It takes us out of ourselves and, and we look past us and we see other people. I think that God has designed the feeling of this season by purpose to get us to look outside of ourselves and see other people and to share, to bring, uh, like Elf would say on the movie, to bring Christmas cheer. Amen. <laughs> That's right. This is the opportunity, our opportunity as believers, as kingdom citizens, to bring Christmas cheer to those who don't know Jesus Christ, right? There are four tenets that is usually commemorated during Advent season. That is, one, Elder Stowe talked about last week, the joy. There is peace. There is love. Right? And what is the fourth one? I can't think. Hope! <laughs> so we have peace, love, joy, and hope that is usually discussed during this time of year. And we have to be reminded of these tenets because sometimes life causes us to forget love, to forget our joy, to put aside our peace, and to neglect being hopeful, right? And so we have to make sure that we are not caught up in the world system that causes us to put the things that God has so wonderfully and graciously provided to us, to all who choose to believe, 
to all who are willing to believe and yield to the life, the beautiful and abundant life that Jesus Christ has given us by coming to the earth. Amen. Amen. And I like the scripture here. You know, we talked about commemorating the coming of Jesus and then also thinking about Jesus' coming again. I want to read this scripture to you out uh, because it just brought me joy when I read it this morning. It's out of 1 Thessalonians. It's in chapter 4, starting with verse 16, okay? And this made my soul happy this morning, so I put it in my notes. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will be raised first. After that, we who remain and are still alive, I mean, and are left, will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but that brings me joy. That brings me peace. That brings me hope that this life isn't forever. That even, you know, and I have this conversation with our children often. And I know that it might sound morbid when I first say it, but we talk about death. Because when I die, because I am going to die, and guess what? You too. And all of us, if Jesus Christ delays his coming and we're not caught up with him and miss death, Everybody in this building and you too online, you are going to die. That is an appointment that we all have to keep. But death is not a sad thing for the believer. God has given us hope through Jesus Christ that those who are dead in Christ, that we're going to be caught up in the sky to meet Jesus Christ. Death for us is different than death for the person who has made the choice not to believe in Jesus Christ. So we have these conversations. We even joke about it. They'll let you know, mama jokes too much about death, but I want them to be prepared in a good way. I want them to have a good understanding, a good, healthy understanding about death as God has shown us. When I'm laid up, I want them to be, of course, everyone is going to mourn. Of course, everyone has to grieve, okay? Because you're no longer going to see that person but after you grieve, Olivia, Alea, Simone, Carlton, I want you to rejoice in the Lord because you will see me again and I will see you again. Now, hope is not dead. Hope is not dead. So I want to encourage you. The message today is one of encouragement. And I want to remind you, I don't know, have, has anyone in here seen the movie Jingle Jangle? If you have not, online in here, if you have not seen the Christmas movie Jingle Jangle, I want you to sit down with your children and watch it. I'm going to give you a synopsis of the movie, and I'm going to come back to hope is being possible, about hope has come, or the possible has now come, or the impossible has now come. We're going to get to that, but I need to help brush off your faith and get you hoping again. So the movie is about an inventor, right? And it looks as if it is set like in maybe the 1800s, the way the 
Netflix describes the clothing and the scenery. So it sounds like it's set maybe in the 17 or 1800s. And there's this inventor who is known all throughout his village of being the most greatest, the most brilliant inventor ever known. And he would make these toys that were full of magic and all of the children were always excited whenever he came up with a new invention. And everyone in the streets would dance when something, when he would get a new invention started. Everyone would be happy and it's just a really good, feel good movie. But then something happens in the movie. His wife dies and his book of inventions, his book is stolen. And so when these things happen to him, the inventor loses hope. Everything that he once was excited about died on the inside of him because everything went south as, to speak, as it were. Nothing he did was able, or anything that anyone said to him, was able to light the flame of hope back inside of him. And this went on for years and years and years until his daughter had a daughter, and this very brilliant little girl finagled her way to stay with her grandfather for the Christmas holiday. And this little girl was not tainted by grief. She was not tainted by despair or hopelessness. Someone, I gather her mother or somewhere down the line, something was placed inside of her that made her hope against hope that made her think that anything she placed her hand on would be possible. As a matter of fact, in the song, one of the songs, the lyric, the lyric says, the square root of impossible is me. So there was something that, I'm saying God, but I tend to see God in everything I watch. So there, <laughs> there was something in this little girl that her grandfather needed. He needed to be breathed on again. He needed for his faith to be revived again. There was a scene in this movie where the little girl, his granddaughter, and a young boy, a little boy, went into his old laboratory where he covered up an, an invention that he figured would never work. He could never, ever get the invention to work. But when the little girl and her friend went into the laboratory, uncovered the invention, I think it was called the buddy or something like that, their faith or their belief that this thing can work caused the invention to come alive. And as soon as the grandfather came into the room, the invention stopped working. But before he came into the room, the little girl asked the invention, I thought, you couldn't, I, couldn't, I thought you couldn't work. The invention responded to her, I always could work. I just needed someone to believe. I always could work. I just needed somebody to believe. Family, 
Friends, God is calling us again to believe. For the possible has now come. The impossible, the thing that we once thought was impossible in our lives, now, because of Jesus Christ, those things are possible. Now, let me tell you why it's important for us to think this through. And this may be boring to you, but in 2023, you can't live your life with the same level of faith that you're living it now. There are things that are inside of you that are only at potential. And it's time in 2023. You know what? We don't even have to wait until 23. It can start today. It can start during this sermon. What you have to do, what I have to do, is increase our faith to meet Jesus Christ. To increase our faith so that we can do better works, greater works, because Jesus Christ in his word said that we will do greater works. Do you believe that? What is the greater work? And I'm going to pause for 30 minutes after I ask this because I've read a, a research that says this. It says, what did it say? 75% of what is communicated with words like I'm talking to you, is lost. So after I finish preaching today, 75% of what I've said, you won't, you won't remember it, you won't give thought to it, 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 it won't hit you. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to salah this question and open up your phones. And I want you to write it down for yourself because it's not good you just hearing it. You got to do the word. Hearing is not good enough. Doing it is what God is calling us to in 23. So here's the question. What are the greater works that you have been called to do? Online, what are the greater works that you have been called to do? It's not always this. What are the greater works? Remember, your works as a believer must influence, impact, and um, impress the people around you for the kingdom. It is time for our works to be greater than before. I'm going to give you another 30 seconds online. Write it in the comment, comment section. What are the greater works that you've been called to do? Do you know? You might have to think it through. Has anybody ever asked you? Have you ever thought it through yourself? Faith will be required. Hope will be required. Anticipation will be required. Expectation will be required. Here is a scripture that we're all familiar with. You can tell me where it's from after I read it. It says, and I'm reading from the International Standard Version. It says, now faith is the assurance of that which we hope for will come about. And the certainty that what we cannot see exist. Where is that from? Hebrews what? 11 and 1. 
God is calling us to be certain about what he has promised, even though we don't see it. Even though you may not feel it, even though you don't see it around the corner, the time has come to complete the task, to shift for maximum impact, to do all the things that we've been called to do over the course of the past couple of years to make a greater impact in the world for Christ. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. You know, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about something that uh, happened to me. Some, some, you know, me being in the state I'm in right now, I can't, I can't help but to have faith. Due to my lack of vision, I got to have faith in whatever I do. However I move around, however I get around this building. When I'm at, when I was at work at the banks, when I worked out outside of my home, I work remotely now, to walk around in my home, I have to have faith because I have to move according to what I don't see. God is calling us to move according to what we don't see yet. So for me, it's a little easier. It comes a little bit more naturally probably for uh, the normal person because I've had to do it since God knows when. But I want to encourage you today that you can move with the same ease of faith and be certain about the things you don't see if only you hope and believe and know that God's word is true. That's what Mary did, right? Right. So in this, this, this is what we need to do. These are some items that cloud your faith from rising. And I want you to salah these things. I want you to consider them because this church next year has to be, this was, we did good this year. We did, right? We did really good. We did good coming back here after COVID. But next year, your faith, needs to propel you to be greater, to live more abundantly for the sake of Christ, not for the sake of you, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of souls being one to Christ, for the sake of the truth of the living word. Does that make sense? We got to. It's not just me. It's not just pastor. It's not just those who stand here, but it is for all of us. All of us have a mandate to move with the certainty in the things that we cannot see yet. All things are possible. So here are a few things we have to push through to get to possible. Okay. Number one, your fears. Your fears will cut off your lifeline. It will suffocate you and tell you, don't do that. You're going to be the laughing stock. No one is going to understand you. Pull back, retreat. 23, we cannot retreat. If God has called you to write a book, if God, I know there are a couple of people here already. I'm not calling names that God has blessed to already have manuscripts of children's books. They need to see it. The children need to read what you, the anointed of God, has penned 
through Holy Spirit. There are some people in here that have been afraid to start what God tells you or have told you he will finish. All he is waiting for you is to just do it. But fear has you handicapped, your arms behind your back in an arrested position. God says, today is the day that you are liberated from the fear only if you believe that he's able to do it. Fear will hold you back. We have to make sure that we don't operate in perpetual fear in our lives because all things are possible to them who believe. Don't be afraid. That's what he told Mary. Mary was troubled, right? She was troubled. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid because that which is inside of you is conceived from the, by the Holy Ghost and he shall be called Jesus and he will be is the son of God, will be the son of God. For us, he is the son of God. Write down in your notes, what do I fear? What has caused me to be at standstill? Give you a moment. You need to write it down. Number two, your self-imposed timelines. Timelines that God didn't create for you, but you created for you. You know, Jesus came in the fullness of time. Everything doesn't happen quickly, Minister Trevor. Some things have to be some things have to be seasoned. Sometimes you have to be matured. Sometimes there are things inside of you that needs to be, that need to be pulled out. So as God is producing, the weeds can, won't choke off the production. So if you haven't done it yet, and you're not operating in fear, you have to make sure of that, you have to discern, if you've put your hands to it and it has not manifest yet, hope, be of good cheer. Keep plugging away. Keep moving forward. Keep plugging away. Keep moving forward because God has not left you, neither will he forsake you. If God has placed a dream inside of you, do not forsake the dream don't do it, okay? Your, your timeline, well, our thoughts are not like his. Our ways are not like, his ways are not like ours, Amen. right? So we can't put God in our, um, what is the Greek word for time? Chronos. Is it Greek or Latin? I don't know, chronos. We can't put God in a linear time box, because he does everything according to his fullness of time. So if you know that the dream is from God, if you know that the vision is from God, don't stop. Keep moving. In the fullness of time, it'll come, right? What have you placed in your linear timeline that has made you anxious, full of anxiety because it hasn't come to pass yet? Write it down. And put your first person in there. I have placed 
blank in linear time. Write it down, right? Next, your doubts. Do you remember Elizabeth's husband, Zachariah? When he was told that his wife will become pregnant, he didn't know what to do with that, right? And God had to shut his mouth because he didn't need no faithless talk to be talking at the time. God, I remember the man in the Bible, the soldier said, I believe, but help my unbelief. If you ever find yourself on the verge of doubting the power, doubting the presence or the power of God, you need to immediately say, Father, I believe, but help my unbelief. Before the enemy gets you walking and operating in doubt. Father, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help me right here in this place where I'm wavering. Does that make sense? Yeah. Shut your mouth when you begin to speak words that do not line up with what God has said. If God has called you healed and the, and the pain still persists, Father, I thank you. You are, you are good God. You're sovereign. This has not caught you by surprise. You need to talk and keep your mouth in line with the vision of God. We all do. We do. I tend to, whenever I have to do anything, I tend to magnify, and you can put this one down too, it's not my notes, but I tend to magnify everything that I'm not. And it takes first place. Well, Shaletta, you're not able. You're inadequate. Listen, that's impossible. Who, have, who would ever listen to me? All the things that I am, quote unquote, not, begin to become magnified in my life. God says to us today that he is more than enough for you. He is your adequacy. He is your strength. He is your abundance. He is your enablement. Remember this. The very presence and power of God is where? Inside of you. Did y'all know that? Am I boring you? Is it making sense? My daughter laughed over there. It has to make sense. The very presence and power of God lives inside of you. So why? Do we seem as if, or why does it seem as if we operate in our inadequacies instead of our fullness? 23 can't be that way. So what can we do to push forth your possible? Number one, and I think this is the only thing I have for this, decide to. What else is there to say? Elder, what else is there to say? What, what, what else is there to say? But you have to make the conscious decision to just believe God and do it. Submit to his will. Submit to his way. Receive his word and just do it. What did he tell Mary? He said, the Lord is with you. He says that you are favored of God and that the Lord is with you. 
family and friends today, I want to encourage you today to brush off possible and realize that all things are possible with God. Don't sit home. Don't sit home. Don't sit on your dreams. Don't sit on the presence and power of God that lives inside of you and do nothing. It is time not only to hear the word, but apply it to our lives personally so that the glory of God can be revealed to all. Does that make sense? I want to read this chorus of this song to you, and I hope it encourages you. And it's from Jingle Jangle. And so the chorus to the square root of impossible says this. It says, watch me rise high above my obstacles. Watch me become who I'm supposed to be. All the possibilities. Don't tell me it's too far to go. I know that I'm unstoppable. And I'm going to add this in because Jonathan says it all, all the time because we serve an unstoppable God. I know I'm unstoppable because the square root of impossible is me. And I'm going to change that and say, the square root of impossible is God. We could do it. 23 does not need to go by like a blur to us. 23 needs to be meaningful to us. And the only way 23 is going to be meaningful to us is when we apply this word better than what we have been doing. We can't fool, we can fool some people sometimes. The one person you cannot fool is yourself. So this year coming up, it's time to brush off the impossible and see that through Jesus Christ, all things are made possible. We can do this. You can do it. The presence and the abiding presence and the abiding power of God lives inside of us. Are we ready? Are we ready? Remember, 75% of what I said today you're not going to remember. But what I do need you to remember is that all things are possible through Jesus Christ. Hope in God. The tenet of Advent I wanted to focus on today was hope. Your hope needs to be revived. Your hope needs to come alive. Your hope needs the power of God to, in, to, to invigorate it once again. Let's stand. Hope. Things that are not certain. The things that are certain that you don't see is what we need to hope in. In Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. 23 is different. Your 23 won't be the same. My 23 won't be the same. You won't be on that hamster's wheel in 23 looking for a way out. Just steady doing the same thing over and over feeling as if it is impossible to get off of the wheel. 
23 won't be like that for you. The square root of possible is Christ. We're not only going to be hearers of God's word, but we're going to be doers as well. The Bible study on Wednesday was great for me because it showed me that through Holy Spirit, the word of God is illuminated, made alive. And I thank God for that. For me on Wednesday, when I taught Bible study, the word became living. And so today, I want to declare and decree the living word inside of your very lives today. Amen. So I'm going to pray over you, and then we'll pray for those who may not know Jesus Christ, and, and we'll do all of that because that's very important. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pray for those who may not believe in Jesus first. Okay? So if you're in this building and you have not encountered Jesus Christ, our Savior, we want to invite you, I want to invite you to come and know him. He's a good Savior. He's beautiful in all of his ways. God showed us himself through what he did, how he displayed Jesus Christ. And because of God's great love for us and sacrifice, he has made it possible for you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. For you online as well, we want to know and help you if you don't know Jesus Christ. We invite you to know him. Step by step, email us. Go to our website. We want to help you in your salvation journey. And we're going to pray together. And you just pray after me if you've made the decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord, as Savior. And, 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 and he'll become Lord again, you know, as he as you continue to yield your life to him. But if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, and he came to, to earth and walked for 33 years, and that he died on the cross, buried in a tomb for three days, raised on the third day, and is now seated at the right hand of God the Father, forever making intercession for you. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I accept you today as my Savior. I believe that you are the Son of God. Come and dwell in my heart and transform my life. You are the living word. I know I cannot make myself righteous. It's only through your, your presence and your power that I am righteous through your blood, that I am made righteous. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me fit for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For those here and you need your possible dusted off so that you can believe again, Stronger than before. Your hope needs brushing off. I want to pray for you. 
Just lift your hands where you are and in a line. If you want to lift your hands in your homes, let's do that. Let's just lift up. And lifting your hands is a sign of surrender. It tells God, it tells God, I'm ready. I'm giving up me for you. I'm making an exchange here. Father God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice on today. Father, that has made the decision to surrender, God, everything to you again and dust off their possible and realize that you will make all things new and that you are the God of all impossibilities and you make things happen. You are the God of all the universe and there isn't anything that you cannot do. Hallelujah. Father, when some of us say, how shall this thing be? Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the answer of Gabriel who said the presence of God will overshadow us. Father, we thank you for your very presence that is inside of us and overshadows us and bring us to a place of possibility in you. Father, we don't want to, our 23 to be like 22 and we surrender our lives to you our wills to you and help us where our faith falters. Father, I pray for every home in this house and online. Let your blessing rest in every home in this house, in this church and online. Father, may Christmas represent something deeper to each one of us this year as we seek your face your beautiful face your glorious face and we thank you in our own ways this Christmas and we're grateful let us let this Christmas be different as we love on you and thank you for the love and the peace and the joy and the hope that you have you have inspired in us. In Jesus' name, we pray and give you thanks. Let the people of God in here say amen, amen, amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. 
Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.